Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to London Media Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy. I'm here with Mr. Steve Barker. Hello. How are you doing, Steve, today? Yeah, I'm all right. It's Everything Friday. Everything good? It yeah, is yeah. Friday. It's a beautiful day. And today we have Mr. Joe Gallagher with us, which is uh, who is a great business leader here at Uxbridge. Joe, how's your Friday so far? Very good. Thank you very much. And love the new home. Thank you very much. We had Joe uh, in here today uh, shooting some great promos for their new initiative, Advanced UK. They're doing great initiatives for the environment. I think you guys are always ahead of the curve when it comes to that. Every time you come here and we chat and you always do some incredible thing and you're giving us crazy stats about how, you know, people need to pick up on this because it's coming. People need to pick up on this because it's coming. Yeah. But I guess that's what your jobs are, right? So solutions is your main um kind of niche in the market you guys are the solutions people and but you now you're doing something that is not just solutions but very environmentally friendly which is this esg initiative so I would, what is it what is it? how like for me someone who has no idea about how to be sustainable especially when it comes to business so what is esg and what do i need to learn as a as a business owner i think esg stands for environment and social governance right in essence, there's been a lot of focus off the back of COP26 mm. around the environment. Yeah. But what companies are now faced with or looking at is their impact on social and the governance behind both of those things as well. I see. The key thing now is you need to be able to evidence it. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies have been doing some great things, but maybe not reporting it in a way that's auditable and it can be measured that maybe for shareholders or, or just in their supply chain. We were speaking about certain brands and their taking many different initiatives to to be environmentally friendly especially brands that use plastics brand that use um that maybe are using access electricity and stuff like that so for example right we as a business uh steve how are we trying to be more um uh, environmentally friendly i see that you installed a meter we got a smart speaker a smart smart meter recently yes yeah. so that tells us you walk past it every day and it's like crikey we've uh, spent two pounds on electricity we better <laughs> turn some lights off <laughs> um, it does help though it's surprising when you look at it and you think just small things like that can help to reduce your gas and electricity it's interesting yeah yeah and i think um it's a great point because um 90 of businesses in the UK are micro businesses like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And probably everybody would be thinking, well, what difference can we really make being a small business? Right, right, right. If 93% of those companies in the UK said it's not worth doing anything, imagine the impact of not doing anything. Yeah. So 93% of people not doing anything, nothing will get done. (laughs) But if these 93 people do something, everything will be done. And it's crazy. It's a crazy stat that 93% of um, all businesses are micro businesses. So their action is the one that's needed, right? So they need to step out of their um, limiting thought that we're very small to make an impact and be like, actually, if we do it together, we will make a great impact. So what are the the small things that they can do? Like what, what would Advanced UK be able to help us with in order to be environmentally friendly? Well, I think what we would do is help you establish a baseline. Initially, you need to know where you are now. And yeah. Most businesses, and ourselves included, a few months ago, we we weren't in a position to know where we are now. Right. So if you can't measure, you can't manage. Right, right, right. But there are different scopes within the whole environmental aspect. Um, scope one, two, and three. We don't have to get deep into that now. Yeah. But every company potentially has an impact across scope one, two, or three. Yeah. Advanced with thousands of machines out with our clients have a big impact potentially on scope three emissions. Right. So that's really where our focus in energy started. 
I see. Yes. And when you're bidding, say you're a huge company and you're bidding on a tender, government tender, government contract, uh, you're telling us that a lot of these contracts now have got text in there somewhere that says we want to see more detail about your ESG and uh, how you're tracking it and how you're reporting it. So you offer a, a system where you can easily track it and easily report it. And it's a cloud-based solution, which is great. Tell us about, a bit about that. It's very clever. Yeah, it's very interesting your point about the contracts. We're seeing RFPs coming in, which are having a up to 10% weighting on ESG. Mm. We've been guilty in the past of trying to come up with things and initiatives and how can we demonstrate that because right. we haven't been able to have a link to anything that's auditable. Mm. Right. My personal feeling is if even if you score 90%, if you're showing a low number, let's say zero or one on the 10%, are you going to be awarded the contract? And mm. I would probably say, no, you're not. Right. How many customers have you got that are already asking and building in ESG strategies? Are they not going to come down to their supply chain and ask you, what are you doing and can you evidence it? Yeah. And how would that, um, you gave a great example earlier about schools. Mm -hmm. So how would, how would that impact a school, for example? Well, I think potentially with schools, you've got um, pressure from seeking funding, potentially for green um, initiatives right. that may be replacing lighting. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you've got students coming into the school that maybe want to be the ambassadors of change and right. drive the dialogue. Yeah. So schools have got pressure potentially from government funding above and then the students and potentially the parents looking at the best places to send their children. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a huge dynamic within the education sector, which is great because hopefully the guys will go on to seek careers in green technology, which makes a massive difference. And then the UK can establish it back at back where it should be yeah. as a leading manufacturing, but it could be green manufacturing yeah. of goods and services to help everybody. Absolutely. And I think, and I think that's a great mission to, um, to kind of get behind, yeah. you know, because um, especially our generation, my generation and, and so on, we are all the way in for that because we feel like we are very responsible. We are aware of the situation right now in the environment and we need to make immediate action and one thing i love about your message is like do not think 50 years from now talk to me about five years from now and 10 years from now what are your plans so what do you encourage people on doing in the next five to ten years well i think five to ten years is the long range i think really you've got to look at 2022 okay because if you don't do anything in 2022 then you're losing if it's a decade you're losing 10 percent of what you can do right you've got to try and catch up in year yeah. two so really it's putting if it's a 10-year plan break it down into 10 times one year mm. and achieve the 100% plan by doing 10% year on year for 10 years. Right. Now that should be easier for an organisation to build the timing to do that than to try and achieve the 100% goal, you know, within three or four years. Yeah. Like you said to us that small businesses, 93% of us out there, small businesses, we are the main, you know, if we join this initiative, we'll make a major change. Yeah. But within those 93%, who, what industry would you say that will have the most impact or need this initiative the most? Um, I think everybody. Right. Um, and I think coming back to your point about the micro business, remember if there's, let's say, nine or ten of you working in the company, if you're the owner of a business or a key stoke, stakeholder, mm -hmm. you might apply some of the discipline and things that you're taking action on in work back at home. Right. And then your friends come around and you tell your friends what you're doing in the business and what you're doing at home. Yeah. And it just acts as a wonderful pyramid 
communication yeah. method to try and lift everybody's awareness, understanding, and yeah. initiatives we can all take. So, so it's I not just business. You, no. you, this is a so society change. You know, this is this is massive. This is massive, which which I find really really interesting. That um, for a business, for a, a person, excuse me to say, like a corporate guy, to be um, really caring about this type of stuff this deeply. So that's what I really appreciate. And that's why we had to have you on the podcast to talk to us about it. Uh, I know we're working together, but this is incredible for me. And I hope we get to spread this message. And I hope people get to actually get in touch with you guys so you can help them out. But I want to give I want to give whoever's listening right now a little bit of a kind of a, a trailer of, of what to, they, to expect if they get in touch with you. So let's say I got in touch with you yeah. and I want to make a change. So how would you go about in recruit uh, like onboarding us into this initiative um steve mentioned it's software as a service but what yeah. we were doing is looking to give you the skills and confidence mm -hmm. to learn how to use the software so you can evidence back against your esg initiatives right you've got to establish that baseline and probably the data capture is the biggest time consumption in that first three months mm. but at the end of 90 days you could have your first report nice and then over the first year We'll give you the training or your colleagues and we'll make sure that you're then comfortable to use the system on a week on week, month on month, quarter on quarter basis. Nice. If you need more help, we can come back in as a sort of remote reach support to help you. Amazing. Amazing. So and then once I have the report, how is that going to benefit me? Well, it will benefit, I believe, in in. The obvious one is you're making a difference to the environment. Absolutely. And the social drivers. Absolutely. That's the obvious one. I do think with existing customers, it will help you retain those customers. Mm -hmm. And I do think for those that go early and start this process now, potentially would have the opportunity to win new clients through their ESG message. Amazing. And any, like, I think you mentioned about when once having these reports ready to kind of, um, if you're engaging in any business venture, small or massive, and any requirement for sustainability, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, here's my report. We've been dealing with this for some time now. So people would trust you and actually would go into business with you because they see you as a person who's a, who works, uh, who thinks longevity. He, he thinks, we think um, 10 years, 20 years from now, we're not going anywhere, which adds character to your business, which that's amazing. That's amazing. I think, I think for every small business, big or small, I think this is really a way to go. And I'm surprised that you guys do it. Like I never thought of like, this is an amazing addition to one's business is to have that on the back of the business. Yes, we are. That's, this is proves our character and our brand image that we do this. I was just wondering, say you're a small business um, and you want to start this process the first sort of 90 days, what sort of manpower would be involved? Are you allocating one person in the company to like, this is your job for the next three months? You're going around the company looking at all our services to add up how much energy we use? Or is it you coming in and doing it for them? Uh, I think we'd be giving um, some indicative ideas of what information you need. Yeah, I would think for a lot of the power and utilities you use and the petrol for your vehicles, that information is there mm. so it's just pulling it out to be able to feed into the report with scope three we know what you're doing as part of your products and services they call it upstream and downstream with mm -hmm. the recycling that needs a little bit more work but we'll give you the parameters of information that you need and depend on who it is i would definitely recommend it might be some 
one or two people. But what you don't want to happen is it, you alienate one or two people in the business who are doing the sustainable and the social governance. They need to be totally integrated with the business from top down. Right. Otherwise, it will fail. Yeah. 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 And they create systems, I suppose. Say you're tracking your petrol, you might put it in a spreadsheet, which then feeds into the cloud system. And that's an ongoing automated thing that can just happen in the background. Yeah. And, and I think with COVID, when you're looking at the baseline, I know talking to some companies, they're going, well, should that be 2021, Joe, because with COVID, or should we be looking at 2019? Because if you establish the baseline now, clearly it's a different picture to 2019 mm -hmm. because we've been working from home, we've yeah. been you know, not driving as much. So actually that's some of the things that companies are looking at. Mm. Right. Joe, thank you so much for coming in and explaining this to us. And I hope um, people uh, will be able to recognise the effort here because this is a major effort that you guys are doing for the environment. This is a very selfless deed and I appreciate businesses like you guys uh, that all the links are in this description people so please get in touch with joe and he will be able to set you up with the, this initiative joe any final remarks you want to add that we might have missed out i think um just one little example of what we've been doing for yeah a couple of years. please we, yeah we, we have a support app mm -hmm. which means that we can um interrogate the machine it's a smart device remotely mm -hmm. we used to send out engineers to every call that was needed if yeah. there was a problem yeah we're now at just shy of 50% remote fixes. And in 2020, that translated to 32,000 kilograms in saved carbon footprint. Wow. Now, if you'd asked me two years ago, I would have translated that message as a benefit on uptime. You know, we're not disturbing the work. Mm -hmm. Now, translate the message using the environmental benefit. And I think all businesses can do that. Amazing. Absolutely. If, if you're, if people, if you're not sold, I am, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Joe. I really thank appreciate you. you being here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to us. We've been London Media Lounge. Uh, check out the links uh, in the description to get in touch with Joe, get in touch with Steve, get in touch with me. And we hope to see you on the next one. Peace and love.